come to your word now. I ask, Lord, that you would be with us, that you would guide us, that you, your spirit would be moving in our midst, in our hearts and our minds to bring transformation into our lives, Lord. Our, our hope and our desire is to become more like you. Every time we gather together, we, we ask that you would refine us, use our fellowship, use our time together singing to you, use, our, use the scripture that we, that we hear today um, to be uh, the things that shape us into who you want us to be, into people who glorify you and your name. And uh, Lord, we just ask for your help with that today. We pray that, there, that we would be open to that process of change and transformation today. And we ask that if there's anything standing in the way of that, Lord, that you get rid of it today, that you'd be able to make us ready to be molded and shaped by you and for you. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Let's take a seat. <clears throat> well, today we are continuing in our Hebrews series. And um, yep, it's been going for a long time. It's actually going to go all the way through till our Christmas series, guys. So just buckle up. I think I told you that last uh, last time I, I spoke a few weeks ago. And um, I want to remind you, we've entered into the final chapter of the book of Hebrews. And so you can open up there if you'd like to follow along. And um, as we enter into this final chapter, the other thing we need to know is that we kind of shift gears a little bit in terms of, um, you know, the content of, of what's in there. You know, um, we've, most of the book we're focusing on some heavy sort of Old Testament themes, some really sort of deep stuff, and we look at Old Testament characters and we're reminded of Old Testament stories all the way through the book of Hebrews. And then we get to chapter 13 and the author sort of finishes off his letter to the church with this list of instructions that just seem like, Here's a bunch of like little things that you need to need to remember, you know. Now that now that we've said all of this and we've realised this is all about you know who Jesus is and 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 um, all of the you know Old Testament narrative was pointing towards him. Here's a couple of practical things, and um, and so we're we're working our way through these things. And what we need to know is that these are not just like some if we want them afterthoughts. These are as important as the rest of the book. <laughs> Okay, so we need to really take a hold of these things. We're going to have to dig deep into these things as we finish off the book over the coming weeks. And so before I went on holidays, we looked at verse 1 of chapter 13, and um, it opened up the conversation for us as to what it means for us to love one another. Right? It says, um, love one another as brothers and sisters, is Hebrews 13, 1. And, and so... Um, it was talking about how do we uh, get a grasp on this idea that because God loves me, now I can love other people and the people he's placed, particularly this group of Christians, this church that he's placed me in, and what does that look like? And what are some of the things that get in the way of that? And how do we deal with that? And so that was all the last message out of Hebrews 13, verse 1. And today's message, you might have guessed, will come from verse 2. And so... That's where we're going to open up in a second, and I want to read it for you in a few different versions of the Bible, just as we did um, in our last, uh, last message as well with verse 1. So Hebrews 13, verse 2, I usually go with the NIV, that's my standard one, and so we'll start with that. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. 
go to the amplified version. Do not neglect to extend hospitality to strangers, especially among the family of believers, being friendly, cordial, and gracious, sharing the comforts of your home and doing your part generously. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Go to the message version. Be ready with a meal or a bed when it's needed. Why, some have extended hospitality to angels without ever knowing it. And then we'll finish with the Good News translation. Remember to welcome strangers into your homes. There were some who did that and welcomed angels without knowing it. So there you go. I'll read the NIV once more for you. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so while today's message is going to focus heavily on the encouragement to be hospitable towards one another, I need to get the elephant in the room out of the way and as soon as possible, and that is the second half of that verse. Does anyone else have a few question marks over that and just like, what is, what is that all about? What is he talking about when he says some have shown hospitality to angels without realising it? And whenever I read that, I used to think of the old TV show called Touched by an Angel. Has anyone ever, ever watched that? It's kind of like goes alongside of Seventh Heaven, if you ever watched that one as well. Just these corny American Christian TV shows. But they were anyway, I used to actually quite enjoy watching Touched by an Angel as a, as a little kid. And these characters would show up in people's lives and... Um, you know, they were in fact angels and, and the people who they were helping along in their journey didn't really know it until the end. You know, the, the light would sort of shine on them at the end and, and a little halo would show up and it was like, wow, this person was an angel, you know. <laughs> and, um, and I've often wondered if this verse was saying that in my life, you know, that could have happened to me. You know, that's sort of my immediate thought was, oh, have I had angels show up in my life and, and I didn't know it? Is that what it's saying? And as cool as I think that would be, if we, if we, look, at, if we look at the book of Hebrews and, and the pattern the author takes on as he, as he shares important messages, he's likely referring to an Old Testament story. And, um, and I think that's what he's doing here. As he brings up the, the topic of hospitality towards strangers, he then goes on to bring up one of the most well-known Old Testament examples of hospitality as well. And, and that is, um, you know, his Jewish Christian readers, the, the church he's writing to, they would have connected to this straight away as well. And it's the story of when three men turn up to Abraham and Sarah's place in Genesis 18, right? Some of you will uh, remember this. And um, they provide for these men and cook a meal and get the choice calf and it's a big rush and, they, and Sarah's making some bread and it's all, all this important moment for these strangers who have shown up and Abraham is just being very hospitable to them and um, they're unaware until a bit later that they've actually been ministering to angels. They've been hospitable to angels of God. And so I think the initial point of this is to, is to say to remind us that we can't forget to show hospitality. And if you are going to show hospitality, treat the occasion and the people as if the Lord's angels are staying with you. I think that's just that initial sort of thought as we begin here, just like Abraham and Sarah did. So last message was about love. And if love... <laughs> is to be one of the key markers of what it means to be a Christian. 
you know, then I think following closely behind it, if not on par with it, is this encouragement to be hospitable to one another, to show hospitality. Hospitality is supposed to be something that marks the church. It's supposed to be something that shapes who we are as followers of Jesus, and it's to be a characteristic of us. And so this is, this is really part of the challenge um, of today. And while a simple definition of being hospitable might, um, you know, lean towards this idea of being able to entertain, you know, um, strangers and, and close friends alike. I think it's, uh, it's much deeper than the idea of entertainment, okay? It runs much deeper than that. The more I looked into this idea of hospitality throughout the Bible, um, there are a few things I started to learn about it, and, um, and I'd probably not taken this, this idea of hospitality on board as deeply as I should have, and, um, and so I'm excited about that because it means this is going to change. This is room for growth for me as a Christian and room for growth as, for us as a church as well. And so that's what I'm praying for today. I began to feel like the idea of being hospitable towards others, um, whether they be complete strangers or close family and friends, might just be one of our greatest strengths as we try and express God's love towards others in our lives. You know, as we try and express God's love towards people um, in our lives who uh, maybe are not connected to church. This is, a, this is a great strength for us to be able to show them what it means that we serve a loving God. Is, is we can be hospitable towards them. And it's a powerful thing. And it's a thing that actually fits with Aussie culture pretty well. <laughs> you know, Australians like to be, you know, sort of cared for and, and have that sort of hospitality, backyard barbecue, come over and hang out. That type of thing is a part of who we are. And so this is a great strength for us. And I want to encourage us as we think about this to take this on board. Who is it in our life that we can be hospitable towards, that we can show God's love to and be generous towards in this way. So the first thing I'm seeing is just how closely hospitality is connected to the idea that the church would, would love one another. That's, the, that's really the first thing I want us to see. There are a number of occasions where the instruction to love one another or the topic of love um, you know, bring, being brought up for the church is followed by the the um, encouragement to show hospitality. And so the first example is, of course, the passage we're in, Hebrews 13, 1, um, you know, uh, show, show love uh, for one another. And then the second verse, straight into, don't forget to show hospitality, right? So that's the first example. There's a few others we're going to look at. The next one is 1 Peter chapter 4. And um, it goes, we'll just read verses 8 to 10. Above all, Love each other deeply, there's the love, because love covers over a multitude of sins. And then the next, straight away, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So love one another, offer hospitality without grumbling, and this is, this is the way that we're going to show that we're faithful stewards of, of what God has given us, right? The grace that he's given us. Romans 12, verses 10 to 13. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, ser- serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. 
practice hospitality. And so practicing hospitality is not just being tacked on to the end like, oh yeah, and if you've got time, try and be hospitable towards one another. No, it's included in this, this list, this powerful list, right? With equal measure, as, is, as important as it is to be faithful in prayer, as important as it is to love one another, as important as it is to keep your spiritual fervor, to, to not lack in, in zeal for your faith, as important as it is to be patient in affliction, Right? And joyful in hope. Make sure that you look out for one another. Make sure that you're, you're practicing hospitality. Make sure you're caring for one another's needs. You know, that's, that, that's included in all of that. And now in the third letter of um, John, chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, I want to read those to you as well. This is John writing to his friend. I think, I think you say Gaius is his name or Gaius. I don't know, however you want to pronounce it. But you know who I'm talking about. Third letter of John, chapter 1, verse 5. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters. Even though they are strangers to you, they have told the church about your love. So there's the love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honours God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. So in the early church, there's many traveling preachers, itinerant ministers and, and so on, and they, they often just left their local church to go out and share the gospel with others in surrounding cities or, or towns. And, and they, they went out relying upon the hospitality of the church they were going to go to and, and encourage and share and, and disciple. And so... This has obviously happened here, and John's writing to say, hey, these guys went to your church, and you cared for them, and they brought back a report of your love, right? And it's just another example of, um, you know, showing love and showing hospitality are synonymous in the Bible, right? It's, it's the same, same thing. This is actually love in action is showing hospitality, you know, making room, accommodating for people, is, is showing um, God's love to others. We're also seeing that showing hospitality is not just for the people we know well, but it's for the strangers, right? We're already seeing this come through. It's not just for the people who are in my in, my in crowd, you know, the people that make me feel comfortable, but it's for, it's for everyone who comes across our path, right? It should be equally given to a stranger who comes our way and while the emphasis is particularly placed on those within the church, it doesn't have to be, <laughs> you know. God's love is for all people, right? And so we're not limiting our showing of hospitality to the church. It's not an out for us. The next thing I notice here is that the hospitality, sorry, hospitality is broader than accommodating someone for the night. You know, you can't set up an Airbnb and be like, check out how good I am at hospitality, right? <laughs> That's not what this is talking about. It's more than that, okay? Um, it's more than giving them a meal, but we ought to see hospitality fit into a bigger context of um, being generous people, right? God's heart uh, is, for us is that we would be generous people, and hospitality fits in that context of generosity. And so we're going to spend just a little bit of uh, we, we need to sit in, in this for a minute, okay? When everything we have is seen as a gift to us from God, out of his generosity to us, then um, when I, when I uh, 
realize that, then generosity is not so much a sacrifice as it is just being obedient in my stewardship when I'm giving to others. You know, it makes it easier to be hospitable and generous when you realize everything you have comes from God anyway. Okay, so this is an important point for us. Making a sacrifice is giving out of the abundance that God has given me. Right, then it it's, doesn't really feel so much like a sacrifice at that point. <clears throat> Being hospitable and generous towards others comes as a natural response of having God as our provider. Right? And it's within that context that we can be hospitable. I can open up my home to a stranger when I realise God gave me this home. You know, I can make time for someone in my day when I realise God has given me this day. You know, I, can, I can lend someone my vehicle or I can give someone some money when I realise actually, sure, I've, I've done some work for this money, but actually it all, you know, God's given me the ability to work. You know? So everything that we receive from God actually... Um, is kind of like sewn into this life of generosity that we're supposed to be giving out of. And so the challenge we're being given, when I, when I reread that verse, it says, do not forget to show hospitality. I thought, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, as I'm reading those words, I'm wondering when I might fall into the trap of forgetting to show hospitality. It's almost like that we can get to this point where it doesn't, it's not our initial reaction to be hospitable. And what would make us get to that point in our life? What would make us forget to be hospitable to others? In the context of Hebrews, we, 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 I've said this many times as well, the church is feeling run down. They're feeling a bit of pressure on their faith. They're feeling persecuted um, because of their faith in Jesus. And I think that in a season where you're struggling in your faith might be a time when you start to forget about the needs of others. That could be a time where you go, where you forget to show hospitality, you know, and we start looking to our own needs first because I'm in a difficult stage in life. Maybe we might feel we need to close up our hands and start taking stock because what if God stops providing in this difficult time in my life? You know, we take our eyes off of who God is. And in a time like this, we might need to be reminded, hey, don't forget to show hospitality. And so one of the things that could make me forget about being hospitable is when I take my eyes off of who God is and what he's done for me, right? In, in reminding them to be hospitable, he's actually reminding them to keep their eyes on God and who God is and what he's done for them. When I forget about the way God's provided for me in the past, when I don't reflect on that, it makes it difficult for me to be hospitable. When I forget about the way God has given his life for me, you know, gave up everything for me, it makes it harder for me to be hospitable and generous. When I forget about um, the fact that everything I have comes from God, when I lose sight of what God is capable of, when I lose sight of the fact that everything belongs to him, you know, the, the, um, every animal of the forest is his. This is Psalm 50. Every animal of the forest is his. The cattle of a thousand hills are his. He knows every bird on the mountains. The insects of the field are his. And I think someone wrote a song um, about that psalm as well, and one of those lines was, the wealth of every mine is his. You know, the whole world is his and all that is in it, and it's out of that understanding that we can be hospitable, we can be generous, we can say, you know what? It's totally fine. You know, you, you take whatever you need and when you're ready to go, you know, I'll send, I'll send it off with you because God's the one who provides what I have in my life. 
And so what might first seem like a sacrifice for us turns into, we, we, we kind of become these facilitators of giving the resources that God's given to us in our life. And, it's, and that's where hospitality happens in our, in our life. That's from that understanding. It's in that context. We actually serve um, a God who has all the resources we could ever need, <laughs> you know, and it's out of that that we can be hospitable. The last thing that I'm seeing out of all of this is that hospitality is a reflection of the gospel as well, right? The gospel story, what Jesus has done for us, right? Whenever I show hospitality towards others, I'm showing a glimpse of what Jesus has done for me through his life, death, and resurrection. And so throughout Jesus' ministry on earth, he plays, he, he does hospitality and he kind of plays this, um, he plays the host at some times. You know, if you can, you know, to, for hospitality to happen, someone needs to be the host and others need to be the guest. And we see him through the Gospels being the host at times. And then we also see him being the guest at times as well. And it's an interesting thing. Hospitality cannot be shown without both of those things happening. And so let's think about Jesus as guest. Just this is um, probably not, maybe not what you thought I was going to, going to go to. You know, we, we probably automatically think of Jesus' host, but Jesus becomes a guest at different points. For much of his ministry, he relies upon the support of others. He has a band of people who are supporting him in his ministry as he goes about the place. You know, the Son of Man doesn't have any, any place to lay his head. He kind of relied upon other people to support him. He often makes himself a guest at the table of sinners and tax collectors invited to their home, you know, for dinner. He shows himself to be willing to share his life with people, you know, and to be the guest of people who might otherwise have been overlooked. Jesus is the guest. Um, Even after his resurrection... You know, in Revelation 3.20, Jesus continues to offer himself as a guest to us. He says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And so this idea of Jesus being willing to give himself to us as our guest, to be able to come into our lives and and we can take on that idea of hosting um, Jesus and who he is, that's an important thing for us. Now, Jesus, the guest, also becomes the one who receives strangers, right? He, he becomes the one who, who, who enters into that idea of being a host. Jesus displays himself as the host throughout his ministry, openly and readily providing for people's needs, right? Feeding the crowds is just like our children's story today. He becomes the bread of life. He feeds the crowds. He's hosting this, this event for people. He washes his disciples' feet as well. Right? He's hosting the Passover meal and being ready to welcome his people into the family of God when he returns. Okay? And so all of this stuff, I think, um, is pointing towards us needing to make a response. You know, What does it mean to you that God has given you everything that you have? Everything that you have, everything that you've worked for, he gave you the breath to be able to get up and go to work that day. Everything that we have is his. And what does that mean to you? What sort of, um, 
you know, it's from that context that we're able to give to others. There might be someone in your life who God's asking you to open up your things, your home, your dinner table, whatever it is, to be a host to them and to show God's love to them in that way. No matter uh, what sort of situation they're in, that might be part of the challenge for you today, part of the response. You could say, yep, you know what, this is something that I could do um, to be able to show hospitality. Of course, there's always opportunities when you hear of, um, you know, people who are in need, particularly within the church, you know, someone struggling financially. It's important that we understand this about one another and have an open open um, kind of discussion in this so that we can support one another because this is a marker of who God wants us to be. I think the other thing is that finally um, God wants to host us, you know, our relationship with him. Jesus wants to be our host. He wants us to be a guest in his, um, in his house, in his, in his life, in, in relationship with him. And so you know, all of these things are, I guess, ways you can respond today to the word. And I want to invite you to do that. I'm going to close in prayer. And um, yeah, just pray with me. And I pray that God will help you to respond. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thanks for the way that you call us to be hospitable towards one another. We thank you that that comes from your generosity to us. In the same way that we can love each other and love others because of your love for us, we know that we can be hospitable towards others uh, because of the way you have been hospitable towards us. And I pray that that would be true. Lord, I pray today that some of us might feel like we're not, um, not really welcome in your presence. You know, the, the idea of you hosting us makes us feel a bit odd or out of place. And I pray that you would be able to help us to see that that's not true, that you, you are willing and ready to, to um, eat with and dine with and, and share life with people who um, are seemingly distant where other, other religious people wouldn't want anything to do with them, you are ready to uh, sit and eat with us and share life with us, and we praise you for that, God. I pray that those barriers that we feel might be in place could be taken away for each one of us today. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen.